What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Pit Life Barbecue Podcast. Brought coming to you live from the Uncle Steve Shake Studio in Senebonstead, New Hampshire. Today we are joined by really barbecue royalty, if you ask me. Uh, a man who wears many hats. Um, entrepreneur, butcher, competition um, cook, president of the CBA. We are... Yeah, world. Oh, yeah, a little thing called the world champion. Um, reigning um, first place brisket in the 2023 American Royal. I still have the echo, huh? All right, screw it. Let me try. Mike is muted. Fucking muted. There you go. There we go. Little better. Anybody? So we still got the echo, guys. Still a little echo. Huh. All right. I don't know how to change that, but we'll just put everything to zero. No, this streamyard is the only thing I got open. But. No, it doesn't have the audio turned off. It's just very low. But. Well, anyway. We'll just try to figure it out and roll. So, without further ado, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, from Rio Valley Meat, Mr. Fred Robles. What's up, guys? What's happening, brother? another day nice nice so fred for anybody who might not know you you know please introduce yourself just a little rundown who you are you know family wife kids dogs you're in texas so you might have tigers who the hell knows <laughs> yeah well i'm fred robles um Three kids, two boys and a girl. Fifth, uh, let's see here. There's 17, 15, 13. 
a beautiful wife, a um, couple dogs. Um, been doing competition barbecue now, I guess, since about 2012 was the very first contest I did. Uh, it was around 2012, so what's that now? I mean, whatever the math is there, um, 12 years or so. I've been doing competition barbecue. Uh, really, have been doing barbecue since I can remember growing up as a kid, you know, just uh, with grandpa and my dad and just uh, burning meat in the backyard, right? Mm -hmm. So that's kind of, that was kind of our introduction into live fire cooking and um, and barbecue. And then uh, around 2008, uh, I opened. I don't know what's going on. Did y'all lose me there? I think for just a second. Just a second. Yeah, so 2008, um, we opened up our first butcher shop here in my hometown of Westlaco, Texas. If you don't know where Westlaco, Texas is, is you're probably as uh, far south as you can get. We're, we're about 45 minutes from South Padre Island. So uh, okay. uh, we're really, really close. Um, uh, to the coast here we opened up our first shop 2008 uh full service butcher shop and then uh, we started competing as a way to promote our store we were cooking meat um handing out samples at uh, different barbecue events and lo and behold we get a uh, a chicken call on our very first contest fifth place chicken in a in a contest of about 150 teams um and uh i was i was hooked man uh just hearing your name called up to that stage and you know uh, a lot of the people i met there that weekend uh, they're still good friends of mine um so just the camaraderie amongst other teams and uh um i'm competitive by nature so that uh that is always a uh a, a thing for me right does uh i, I want to be as good as i can be the best at anything that i do that's kind yeah. of just the way the way I play, right? So uh, here we are all these years later. Um, barbecue's been good to me, man. And uh, gotten to travel a lot of places, met a lot of people, and uh, enjoying it. Enjoying uh, barbecue. It's become more of a way of life now um, through sponsorships and, uh, you know, just the Champions Barbecue Alliance. You know, we, we're trying to give back as much as we can to the barbecue community as well through that. So, um, yeah, man, uh, just just living the dream, I guess you could say. Beautiful, beautiful. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I was um, I was down in Houston and uh, for the rodeo this past year. And um, unfortunately, we had what we had we had gone over to see our. Uh, Robert Rocha, and I, I had the opportunity to meet, meet your wife. Wonderful lady, wonderful lady. She she made this Yankee feel right at home down in Texas. So much appreciated. Um. So right off the bat, you get you get a call into the competition world, and it was floodgates were open from there, huh? Yes, sir. Yeah, um, that first contest, uh, I was cooking myself and uh, one of my brother-in-laws, and uh, we got that first, pl uh, fifth place chicken call. 
and uh, we were hooked from there. Uh, he's in uh, he's in education, so he couldn't get away as much as I wanted to get away and cook competition barbecue. Um, so I told him, you know what, I'm going to this contest with or without you, and I kind of just kept going. And uh, he shows up to the uh, contest every now and then, mainly just to yeah. hang out now. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, that's how we started, and uh, uh, it's been fun, man. You know. Yeah, it's um, it's just that's the beautiful thing about down in Texas is there's so many competitions. Um, you know, you can you can get your pick each and every weekend. You know, so what which sanctioning bodies did um did you start with at the beginning? Um, when I first started competing, the only thing that was down here in Texas with, was uh, IBCA, uh, International Barbecue Cookers Association. So um, I guess you could say we cut our teeth in IBCA for, for many, many years. Um, uh, eventually, you know, we got out of Texas and, and started competing a little more and started competing in KCBS. It was, um, I think, the biggest one. Uh, or the one that really got me excited was uh, World Food Championships in uh, 2017. Uh, the marketing they did behind that was IBCA versus KCBS, and there Ooh, was uh, okay. two punching gloves on the on the marketing flyer. Oh, so cool! What they did there that year in Orange Beach was um, they had an IBCA contest one day and the KCBS contest the next day, and then the top five from each uh, from each contest would go to the finals. So I ended up winning the IBCA portion, got me into the finals. And uh, so, yeah, so that was, that was always the, that was always the deal with Texas, right? Is like, man, nobody gives uh, Texas cooks recognition um, because they're not cooking KCBS, you know, like the rest of the nation or um, so, so it, it, we've always, at that point, I guess everybody would feel like, you know, we're not getting our due, even though there's a lot of great cooks in Texas. And I, I think there's still pockets and areas that probably still feel that way, not just in Texas, but outside, outside and, you know, uh, outside of the nation. You know, I've, I've heard rumblings about cooks on the East Coast that, you know, that are great cooks, but they don't get their they don't get their due um, just because they're not in the Midwest or they're not in Oklahoma or they're not in wherever, you know. So um, that was really how I started through IBCA. And, and then we kind of ventured out um, more and more and, you know, had some success out there. And uh, now you, you look at a contest like the American Royal and uh, you look at the amount of Texas teams that are showing up now. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's pretty awesome, man. It's, it's pretty awesome. At, at least the Texas guys, we, you know, Texas, Texas is pretty loud <laughs> at the awards. Oh, yeah. We might be a little uh, – uh, a little obnoxious sometimes, but, uh, man, that's, you know, uh, Texas is a big state and, uh, you know, a lot of us compete against each other, uh, every other weekend or what have you. So we're, we're all a bunch of buddies, man. We all like to hang out together and, and, uh, have fun. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. Oh, there's, there's one of our buddies, Mr. Aaron Leslie. What's hey, up, bitches? Texas oil dust is in the house. That's right. Smoking Joe, what's happening? Matt Pereira, Mad Max, Uncle Steve, Chapin, what's happening, brother? Let's see, Al, Lunacy, what's up? Simon, Lap, 
Quentin Nelson, Dave McCarthy, Chris Rosinski, Wes Phillips. What's happening, brother? Tom. Robert Krakis, what's happening? Randy. Daddy Dutch, Matt Griff. Oh, we got we got a full house full today. Nice. But uh, oh, there's Mrs. Mags. All right. The boss is in the house, the so we're good. The boss is checking the quality here. <laughs> um, but yeah, you were you were saying with with the royal the um, you know the Texas turnout I call it it uh, it's beautiful it really is because when the, when I was watching the um, you know the award ceremony every time someone would get a call you know you get the cheer from the crowd but you get one of the Texas boys and. The place just erupted, you know. So everyone's there pulling for each other. Um, you know, there, there's so many teams. You know, I, I remember seeing it might have been the picture of your. Yeah. Uh, what, what was that, 19? 2019, yeah. So 2019, the year I won it, um, a, a bunch of the Texas teams hung back after you know everything was done everybody had left and and we all took a picture there um at kansas speedway and uh, a good friend of mine uh tony tenace actually printed that picture on canvas for me and sent it to me a couple weeks later and I, I still have it on my wall uh but yeah that's um you know and you look at the names on there and the faces on there and it's just it's a bunch it's all texas teams and a, you know a bunch of texas family that we that we compete against. Uh, this year we did kind of the same thing um, with all the Texas teams. And I'm sure there's a picture out there. Um, Mark Suarez, where they're taking pictures. And I think Rob posted it on his uh, social media. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's a, there's another picture out there uh, from this year. Uh, and it's again, all the Texas teams uh, or most of them, I'm not going to say all, cause we probably missed a few, but, um, but yeah, everybody, you know, kind of hangs out and, 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 and does that deal. All right, you know, so you so you won it in nineteen. Now, how long? When was what year was your first royal? Um, so this was my sixth year at the royal this year. So, okay. Yeah, so, yeah. So I've been at. Um, I guess the very first year they moved to the speedway was the first year that I competed. At the okay. Royal. Yeah. Okay. Um. Now, is that that's got to be? Is that would that be one of your favorite competitions to cook, the Royal? Oh, it's definitely up there, man. Um, and and honestly, it's yeah, the competition is 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 great, right? The contest is great, but it's uh it's one of the few places where I can expect to see, you know, all the barbecue family from all over the nation, all over the world, for that matter. You know, yeah. Uh, so it's really cool the whole week. You know, we get there usually Wednesday early morning. Uh, so we're on the road Tuesday, get there Wednesday. And, you know, we do the uh, past couple of years. We've been playing golf with uh, on Thursdays with uh, Joe and Blaine. And this year, uh, uh, Drew was there and and Bill Purvis, chicken fried and, and a bunch of the guys. Right. I'm, I, I'm leaving a bunch of names off because it was a bunch of us. But uh we play golf thursday morning and just hang out thursday afternoon and do the 
the whole dog and pony show on Fridays and get ready right for Saturday and Sunday. But, uh, you know, that, that is one, you know, up there with one of my favorites to do just because, you know, you see all your buddies, right. Uh, eat good food. Somebody's cooking something <laughs> at all times, right. Oh Big yeah. Papa's got, you know, his deal going on. Then Tim does his deal with blues hog and Anella with snake river does the hot dog social and, uh, Danny and Corey Mike's from Fat Boys usually do bar, uh, breakfast on uh, on Thursday morning, so there's always something going on, and 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 uh, uh, it, it's just a fun time just to hang out and, and enjoy other other people that uh, you don't normally see. No, oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. Now, you know, like I said, you, you've hit you you've won the royal, and well, let's let's go to this year. You know, first place brisket for in the in the open, which is huge. You know, um, but who took that picture? And the one I'm talking about is you kind of facing the grandstand from the infield. So someone was, you know, behind you. And it's just a great picture. It's you and you're holding the trophy in your right hand and you're just looking into the distance just – Fucking it all in. Yeah. And I'm like, that picture, that was the definition of perfectly timed picture that says a thousand words. Yeah, so uh, that was Mark uh, Mark Suarez. Uh, he's done a lot of stuff for the Barbecue League. And, uh, you know, he's a great videographer, great photographer. Uh, he's actually from Austin, Texas. Um and uh, he took that picture. We were at, he we were actually taking just regular you know pictures, right? Like uh, hold the the trophy in front of you, and and I turned around for whatever reason holding that trophy, and he snapped that one, and it just came out great, man. It's a it's an awesome looking picture. Um, yeah. And you know he does great work for sure. Yeah. But it was yeah, really, that like was said, it was a perfectly timed picture there. Yeah. Yeah. It was just just like oh my god. You can you can, you can actually like feel your emotion in the picture. You know, call me a little sappy, but oh yeah, for sure. Man, I lost my voice that week after that because I did so much uh, screaming and yelling uh, there. <laughs> yeah, you can imagine, man. You know, we we all go to the American Royal or to any contest for that matter, right? But one as big as the Royal, we all go wanting to do well, right? Wanting yeah. to get a call or two or five. Uh, <laughs> But uh, knowing in that crowd the amount of talented cooks that are there, um, all you can do is really hope to put out a good product and hope to land on the right tables and, and, and yeah. get lucky, right? So we went through that that whole afternoon. We had gotten a call in uh, Pork the day before, uh, but on Sunday we went through the whole afternoon not hearing our names, right? Um, we went through chicken, ribs, pork, and uh, we, I, I felt we had a really good cook that day or both days, honestly. Um, so to come down to the last call of the protein categories, right? Uh, the last call in brisket, they've gone through 20 plus names already. And, uh, to come down to that last call and hear real Valley meat called is, uh, uh, man, my wife was sitting next to me. She starts crying and I'm, I'm jumping around like a little kid and I got, guys hugging me all over the place and <laughs> oh yeah it was just uh it was just awesome uh you know the celebration just being there with uh, uh a bunch of our friends right and celebrating their victories as well because a lot of a lot of our buddies did really well as well um but yeah it's it's definitely um 
it's definitely a, an honor to be uh, to be there and to come away with that wooden trophy, right? It's uh, it's uh, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, now you've also GC the San Antonio rodeo too. Yes. Sir. You know, which is no small feat in itself either. So, how long have you been cooking that? San Antonio Rodeo. I've probably been cooking there eight years, maybe. Okay. Eight. eight I honestly, I can't. I couldn't tell you how many years I've been cooking there. It seems like a long time, right? But uh, we were fortunate to win that one last year, twenty twenty two. We won that one, and uh, again, that that stage there, kind of like the American Royal, is is one of those stages that. Um, is pretty awesome to be on, uh, especially as a grand champion. It's um, San Antonio Rodeo, for those of you who don't know, is the second largest sanctioned contest in the nation, right behind the Royal. Um, okay. Yeah, so, you know, they got 300 plus teams uh, at San Antonio Rodeo. So it's, uh, it's huge. And um, some of y'all might be thinking Houston, but Houston isn't a sanctioned contest. Yeah. Houston is yeah, Houston is ran by themselves, so nobody sanctions that contest. So, um, so the American Royal is the largest, and then um, uh, San Antonio Rodeo is the second largest in the nation. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's definitely one of those that uh, I think most barbecue competitors want to win, and I was fortunate to do it last year. And, yeah. Um, I'm going to give it another crack this upcoming year, 2024, see what happens. Okay, so with San Antonio, actually, I think I think the Royal too, but at least with San Antonio, that gets you into Houston for for you. Yes. Now, did you cook for yourself last year, or is it just well, 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 yeah? Because if you won San Antonio in twenty two, yeah, that would be for Houston for twenty three. Right. So I cooked Houston earlier this year. Yeah. Okay. Uh, in February. Yeah. So the winner of this year's San Antonio will cook t- next year, 2024. Yeah. So it's a year there, or behind, whatever. Um, okay. So yeah, you so were so set up all on Champions Row. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. Champions Row in Houston at the Houston Rodeo is, uh, let's see, five teams, I believe. So it's the previous winner of Houston, the winner of San Antonio, the winner of the American Royal. The winner of the Jack, and I'm missing one. Austin Rodeo. Austin. Austin Rodeo. Yeah. So uh, there's five. There's five teams on Champions Row, uh, along with some international teams, which uh, is right. The International Village is right next to, to uh, Champions Row there in Houston, which you're right, right in the middle of everything, right by the main stage. It's a pretty cool place to be. Uh, oh yeah, it, it's 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 really awesome. Yeah, when I was I was when I was walking around it this year in February, it's like, oh my god, my yeah, head was. Feel, yeah. If you're in if you're in Champions Row, you kind of feel like a caged monkey though, because they <laughs> you're fenced yeah. in, they got you blocked in, you know, nobody can get in, and uh, which is which is all right. Uh, it, it's all right because you can get out right uh, and and walk around and do the whole. Uh, dog and pony show out there and there's plenty to see plenty to do there in houston as well if you if you were there you know uh the parties that that go on oh. there, the big old tents they all have these big headliner bands and 
all kinds of people walking through there. Um, but what, the very first time I went to Houston Rodeo, I was um, I was in shock that, you know, kind of like Friday night or Saturday night, you lose cell phone reception there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it'll work in the mornings. It'll be fine when there's no people there. But come come, uh, come crunch time when it's busy, when there's a bunch of people, you lose cell phone reception. And that's just the amount of people that are there just yeah. uh, jamming the lines, I guess. I don't know why, but it happens. Yeah, because we would... We got we'd get there sometime between like four and five o'clock in the afternoon, and we'd be on the phones doing lives on YouTube, Facebook, whatever. Then come six six thirty. Yeah, forget You're it. Done. You're done. Done. Like midnight. Yeah, put it away. Don't even bother. Yeah. <laughs> you know, take some videos, fine. But mm-hmm. if you're gonna go for anything that needed reception. Forget about it. So that gives you an idea of the amount of people that are there, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was huge. Um, so I think I want to get into CVA, but first I want to ask this question because you, I think, are the perfect person to ask this question with, you know, with the meat shop, with the on the you got the meat shop, the competition cook side, and the, the a sanctioned embodied president. Mm-hmm. In your mind and how you're feeling, where's the state of competition barbecue as of today? You know that's a um, that's a good question. It's a and. If you asked me this maybe a year, a year and a half ago, my response would probably be, have been different. Uh, and I can tell you what I see here in Texas right now. Um, so here in Texas, uh, I believe competition barbecue is very strong. Um, and I can tell you that based on the amount of teams that are showing up to contests, uh, the amount of contests that are out there, uh, Texas is is doing very well um now the rest of the nation um just just looking at numbers every now and then right because we do our homework um it doesn't look quite as good um but i think i think there's a lot of contributing factors right into why competition barbecue maybe for some um is not feasible anymore um and you know economics is the biggest pro- pro- uh, thing to it right yeah i think you know entry fees are higher um price of meats is higher fuel um you know any any given any given weekend nowadays if you're having to travel three four hours to get to a contest or more um you're over a thousand bucks easy you know if mm-hmm. you're having to pay hotels if you're having to um you know, spend extra and stuff like that. It's even more. So, I think the uh, the the financial burden um, is too much for for some teams and some guys, right? Um, and, and honestly, it's it's a lot for for anybody. Um, there's there's, I mean, there's some guys who who have deep pockets, but most of us don't. Yeah. Uh, most of us, uh, you know, have to pick and choose where we go and um, and be very careful. As you know, we we maybe have to. Uh, make a little money on a weekend to go and cook the following 
weekend or the following month or what have you. But I, I think in general, <clears throat> what we're seeing in Texas is is we're still seeing growth. Uh, I know CBA is still seeing growth as far as uh, membership goes and the amount of contests coming in. Um, so we are excited about, you know, not only our growth, but also um, what we can do to even make that growth to expand that growth, right? Um, what what can we do as a sanctioning body to help maybe some of these cooks? Um, and and make you know at the end of the day, we're trying to we're trying to grow the sport, right? We're trying to grow barbecue, and, and in growing barbecue, it uh, it helps guys like me at a butcher shop. It helps you know guys who have seasonings or rubs or or build barbecue pits or you name it, whatever, yeah. whatever is involved with, uh, barbecue, it, it helps everybody. Right. Cause it's a trickle down effect. Um, it, grocery stores, you know, every, everybody is benefited from a healthy barbecue society or barbecue organization. Right. Um, so I think, uh, I think at the core, that's what we're trying to do is trying to, trying to find ways in, and how do we, how do we grow, uh, the sport that we love? And in doing so, it helps not only our organization, it helps KCBS, it helps IBCA, it helps everybody. And I think we're all on the same page. It uh, doesn't matter what acronym you put in front of it. I think we're all in there for the right reasons, right? Um, mm-hmm. And then trying to grow barbecue. And, and, and you know, um, in, in my case, you know, it's giving back to the, to, the, to the thing that's given me so much, right? Which brought me so much joy um, to me and my family and, and, and friends, right? Um, so it's not just about winning trophies and collecting checks. It's um, it's bigger than that, right? Um, uh, uh, Big Papa Smokers had a uh, had some T-shirts put out a couple years ago that say "Barbecue is fun," right? Barbecue is friends. Barbecue is family, and barbecue is all those things. Yeah. Uh, and I think as long as we keep our eyes on that and keep our goals set in the right places, I think uh, barbecue is going to strive and do well. Um, when it gets ugly is when, you know, people start bad mouthing sponsors or start bad mouthing contests or start, you know, yeah. there's a place and a time for all that stuff. I believe um, most of it isn't on social media or I believe it shouldn't be on social media, but it is what it is to each their own. Uh, we're here to um, support any, any organization that we can uh, and continue to, to grow the sport we love. Oh, hundred percent. You know, uncle Steve is saying right now, I think cook-offs need to add a first-timers or an amateur category. You know, that could be interesting on the same, you know, you got the back, um, you know, you got your, your backyard series. Mm-hmm. But to have those, you know, on the same, in the same event. Yeah, could, I, I you know, know, I know we've, had a, we've had a couple contests where the promoters wanted to do that, and they've actually done it. Um, it's not something that we, as a Champions Barbecue Alliance, we don't track their points or anything like that. Um, but it is something that we'd be uh, willing to do as far as like a, like an ancillary type of deal. Um, maybe have a, um, you know, backyard throwdown. Uh, I know some some of our guys that cook CBA have actually contributed money and trophies to having little contests like that. Uh, and I, I've been at a couple of them and, and, you know, they've called me in to go and uh, taste judge and what have you as um, to some of these uh, backyard, uh, 
or amateur uh, cooks, right? That have never that have never cooked before, and it's pretty fun, man. Just seeing those guys get excited about getting a call. Uh, I know I remember one contest in particular. This one guy got uh, a couple calls in that uh, Friday night throwdown. Uh, he ends up signing up to cook against the 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 CBA cooks the next day, and I don't remember how he did, but he was so uh, energized and excited. Um, and that's what it's about, right? That's yeah. what it's about is getting those guys uh, excited about competition barbecue. And, and a lot of the times they're, they're intimidated to try and uh, go up against all these big, fancy, shiny rigs that they see out there. Um, but at the end of the day, it's, man, it's, I, I tell everybody, it's just barbecue. That's barbecue it. In its simplest form is meant to be simple. It's meant to be uh, cook it well. You'll be fine. Um, so yeah, it's 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 awesome, man, to see some of these younger guys, and we've got a lot of them in CBA as well. That a uh, bunch of new cooks, new faces that we're seeing coming in, and, and it's good for the sport for sure. No, hundred uh, percent. Chapin asked, "Is it? Have you ever competed up in the northeast anywhere, or you know, or how far north have you uh, gone?" Um, I did compete in, um, I guess it's, well, it's for me, it's far north and way east, but <laughs> um, I, I did compete in uh, Smithfield, uh, Virginia okay. uh, at one of the guinea pig contests over there. I actually, I actually did very well and at GC the contest. Um, that was one contest that I'll never forget. It was uh, uh, an event there in, in, in Virginia and I flew in um, and Tuffy, Tuffy Stone actually let me borrow his double barrel jambu to cook out of. Oh. So I cooked on, on the jambu. Um, and uh, he let me borrow a pop up tent and some tables and a cambro. And uh, it was a meat provided contest. It was a guinea pig. I don't know if you guys ever, if, if you guys remember those contests, uh, they're called guinea pigs. And, you know, they provided the meat. Um, so the meat was there. I showed up and. Uh, Luke Darnell was cooking next to me. He cooked on the other half of that jambo. So we put that jambo parked parked the jambo right on the right on the division line between the the spaces. So uh, he was cooking on one side. I cooked on the other side. And uh, man, I, I enjoyed that weekend. You know, cooking out of a, a pop up and and Tuffy's jambo. Man, I'll never forget that. And Tuffy was super nice about it and uh, let me borrow his equipment. Right. Uh, and uh, we got a GC off that jambo that day. So yes, I have cooked uh, in the north. East, uh, that's northeast to me. I don't know how far north <laughs> you guys are considering northeast, but that's very far north and very far east for me. Yeah, uh, yeah, we yeah. cooked uh, that one time, and then another time, uh, actually, me and Ernest Cervantes, uh, burnt bean, uh, we cooked at uh, another contest. Uh, we used to be sponsored by Smithfield, and uh, so we cooked another contest in Virginia as well, uh, together. We actually drove to that one. Uh, him, uh, uh, Carlo Casanova and another friend of ours, Kirk, we, we drove up there and, uh, had a, had a blast with those guys, man. Just the, the road trip was, uh, was incredible, but yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I've cooked there a couple times. Yeah. Um, couple, couple weeks ago we had, um, uh, Brad Leininger. He, he came into town Yeah, and, uh, it, it was, it was a double and, uh, he just let loose. Yeah, oh yeah. I Some, saw you know, a 703 and a 709, you know. Yep. But Bradley, 
Speaking of Bradley, what is the deal? Because I find it so funny, and it and it shows you know you two love or uh, had a lot of fun with. It. Oh yeah. Now was it Barbecue USA where they kind of put you two head to head on who was the best brisket cook? Yeah, I still give him shit about that today. <laughs> yeah, he came down to a contest, a KCBS contest in Cedar Park, Texas, which is uh, just north of Austin, where they were uh, they were filming the Barbecue USA show that we were on. Um, so I was parked, and he was right across from me, so I could see everything he was doing. I he could see everything I was doing, and and yeah, they dubbed it the uh, the brisket battle, right? Uh, uh, best brisket in Texas. I don't know what they called it, but. We actually both did pretty horrible that day in brisket. We actually tied uh, yeah. to brisket. Um, Brad will tell you that uh, that he beat me because on the score sheet, he was on top of me. So technically, I guess he did beat me that day. Uh, but we our scores were exactly the same. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, but but you you see stuff like that, especially with it's cool with, with the way the TV's going now. You know, I think they did a... You know, obviously, Barbecue Pitmasters set the bar. Yeah. And everybody's been going to think. But I think with Barbecue USA, they've really done a great job with it. And if I'm not mistaken, weren't you on the first uh, episode this year of the second season? Uh, yeah. So we were on the uh, – they came down and filmed at another Texas contest in Uvalde, Texas. Uh, actually, Brad was at that one as well. Um, Brad and uh, Chris Schaefer uh, flew in and uh, cooked it as well. Um, so yeah, so they they continued the the brisket uh, right, the brisket rivalry or whatever. Uh, and there, I did flat out beat him. I think I got second place brisket. I don't think he got a call. He he did well though. He did he he got some good calls in CBA. It was a CBA contest that one. It wasn't KCBS, but. Uh, both him and Chris did did uh, did well, um, but yeah, um, that was I don't know if it was the first. Um, it might have been the first episode this year. I'm, I'm not sure, but it was on one of the episodes this year. Yeah. Well, actually, I think the first one this year was the Royal. I think it was. Uh, you might be right. Yeah, you might yeah. be right. But yeah, then there was a couple later in with in Uvalde. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. So- Daddy Dutch is asking, how far have you driven for a double? How far have I driven for a double? Um, I've driven to Florida, so out of t- from Texas to Orlando area, um, which is oof, in miles, I have no idea, but in hours, it seems like days. <laughs> A lot, <laughs> which it really is, because it's a 20, 25, 26 hour drive, uh, according yeah. to GPS. Uh, I also did Casper, Wyoming, one year. That we that's what we, that's what Manuel was just saying. Wyoming, Man, Manuel, uh, Manuel. Uh, actually, I cooked out of Manuel's trailer. Uh, so Manuel, Manuel, Manuel's truck and trailer. I drove to Amarillo, where he lives, or Borger, right outside of Amarillo. Uh, stayed there the night, and then I think we headed up the the next morning. Uh, yeah, that was a cool trip too. Um, just it was uh, me, Manuel, uh, my brother-in-law Brian, and then uh, Bill Purvis, chicken fried. 
uh, went up there as well and cooked. Aaron Leslie was there, Joe and Brad, and a bunch of guys were up there in Casper, Wyoming. Uh, beautiful, beautiful state, man, Wyoming. Um, done that, and I've done a bunch of Missouri trips for doubles, Oklahoma trips for doubles. Um, not a whole lot on the West Coast. I've done maybe King of the Smoker is probably all, all I've ever done in, in California. Uh, I need to I need to do some contests on the West Coast. They're few and far between over there, but yeah, maybe Arizona. I know Arizona had one this past weekend. Um, I'll get out there eventually and cook there. There you go. And then here comes Daddy Dutch again. Dutch, I should have just had you as a co-host tonight. <laughs> did uh, did Fred ever cook the Welcome Back to Mayberry cook-off in the past? Not that I can recall. Where is that one? Yeah, that's that's a new one to me. Unless he's being a complete smartass, but I don't think so. <laughs> but who knows? Yeah. He, he throws zingers once in a while to have some fun. There you go. But, um, you know, with all the contests now, if I'm not mistaken, it's been about three years since you launched Champions Barbecue Alliance. Yes, sir. Yeah, it's um, it'll be three years in uh, February. So we're still in our second year currently, I guess. Um, well, it'll be three, four years in February. Yeah. Around uh, the third weekend of February is when we originally launched it. Rodney, Iowa. It's a doubleheader. Never okay. cooked in Iowa. Uh-uh. Awesome. I awesome. wanted to go do uh, what's that double out there that you got to get on that ferry? Is it Death, Death's Door in Wisconsin? I've been wanting to do that one. Um, just I've never made it work. Oh, yes. Um, Oh, Darren Worth was just talking yeah, I about it. I think it's Death's Door. Death's Door contest or something like that. I'm not sure what city it's in. But you got to put your trailer on a ferry to get it over to the to the island or what have you. Um, uh, T-Mac always tells me about it. He's like, just come on. We'll get you set up. And, uh, West Salem, Wisconsin. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that that sounded that would sound real interesting. So yeah. that'll be that would be cool. So, what made you start your own sanctioning bar? Um, how much time do we have? <laughs> as much as much as you want, you know. Well, not as far as anything for you know specific reasons or. You know, opening old wounds, things like that. Right. But you know, to start your own sanctioning body is no small feat. Nope. You know, it's not. It's not well, um, I guess um, the the biggest reason to start a sanctioning body was, you know, we we've always. I used to be on the board of IBCA. Um, and myself and Roddy, which is our vice president, uh, with champions barbecue Alliance, uh, we were on the board and we always felt that there was so much more that we could do as an organization, um, to better barbecue, to, um, to better serve the cooks, to better serve promoters. Um, just, just to move, just to move, um, barbecue in, in a, 
and not not necessarily a different direction, but I think in a direction that would better suit it for the future. Um, so one of the things that you know we always talked about was using technology, right? Mm-hmm. Um, using technology in everything that we do, not not necessarily relying on on pencil and paper, and then uh, having issues with manual entry with the fat fingering numbers when you're doing manual entry, right? Because most sanctioning bodies are doing manual entry and and there's a lot of errors that get caught um but just as many as there's they get caught there's that times whatever you want to call it that don't get that caught. don't yeah yeah so is it fair to the cook no um so when you think of it, is it fair to the cook is it fair to to your customer really who's and who's your customer and I, and I tell our group that all the time is you know we want to be a customer driven organization right a customer service driven organization and and who's our customer our customer is the cooks our customer is the promoter our customer is anybody who helps us out through sponsorships or uh, any organization that we're we're at an event um, you know any charitable organization that puts on an event those are all our customers our taste judges are our customers everybody right um, so we we just wanted to do something um, to further barbecue along um, to get uh, data and feedback um, on how you did in Texas for a long time uh, before Champions Barbecue Alliance. If you finished 11th through last, you didn't know where you finished because they would only call top 10 in any category. So you could have been 11th or you could have been 300. Who knows? Um, so that never did sit really well with me, right? Not knowing, uh, where we were, what we did, um, for a lot of teams that get sponsored, they want to know, they want to tell their sponsor, Hey man, I was 11th out of 250 teams. Hey, that's pretty damn good. Yeah. Right. Um, but you would never know that if, um, if you were in the, uh, old, old way of doing things. So that was one of the reasons, um, and why, why starting a, a sanctioning body, you know? Uh, when things happened with IBCA and things went south with us, um, it was the furthest thing from my mind. Never did I think that I wanted to start a sanctioning body. Never did we ever talk about it before then. Uh, it was always trying to grow that organization, right? Um, and things happened um, at one of the board meetings, and I won't get into the details, but... Um, we were no longer part of IBCA or the board. Um, and I got so many calls from friends and, and people who were there and just an outpouring of support. And, you know, I made a few calls to some, some people that I really um, admire and, and look up to and, and, and believe that they'd give me the right guidance. Right. Um, and um, they said, it's now or never, right? It's uh, don't don't think of it as um, as you're doing anything to hurt anybody. It's really you're trying to grow the sport you love and take it in the direction that you feel is the best. Um, so we we got together, man. We got together, a couple guys uh, made some calls, and uh, and you know we kind of on the fly developed you know some things, and uh, we got in contact with Paul Whitaker, which is our IT guy, and. Um, I had this, this brainchild of a, of a system that I thought would work. And, 
and he told me, yes, it'll work. No, it won't work. You got to do this. You got to do that. And, you know, my thoughts, you know, and then and brainstorming with the other guys with Roddy and uh, EJ and Bill Purvis. And, you know, there's a it's a big group, right? It's a big group. And I'm not going to go on here and say names because I'm going to forget a bunch of them. But a lot of people had input uh, in this mm-hmm. organization and still do. Right. Um, so um, we developed what we have now. Well, I wouldn't say that we developed what we had then when we first started and, and what it's become now. Uh, it's grown into something a little different and and way better. And we're we still have you know glitches and stuff that goes on uh, internally sure. with within within stuff. But it, it's man, we you see those uh, all the time, right? Anytime my iPhone sends an update, there's always some sort of glitch. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's something that technology deals with, right? Um, but you know we've um, we've done well. Uh, Cooks has responded great. Uh, promoters are, you know, we had some promoters real early on, even before we became a sanctioning body that, you know, supported us and said, you know, you guys have been working with us. And that was one of the biggest things is, you know, we knew a lot of people uh, just in our days uh, of, of competing, right? We knew a lot of promoters. We knew a lot of, uh, and and those relationships that were built way back when um, is why I believe CBA has been so successful. Um, and it's just developing relationships with people, right? Uh, and our whole group is that way from, from top to bottom, man. Um, our area ambassadors are great. They, they all have, you know, friends that are promoters or, or are cooks and they support us and, and what have you. But uh, to answer your question, um, we, just wanted to, we just wanted to grow barbecue. Uh, to me, me personally, I wanted to give back to something that's given me so much, you know. Um, it, on a personal level and um, financially, um, uh, growth, right, uh, and just the friends and family that I've that I've uh, acquired through barbecue. So yeah, it was it was it was mainly we wanted just to you know grow barbecue, make it better, uh, as as fair as we could, and uh, and and that's still the mission. That's still the goal, right? Is to always. Um, you know, we don't want to stay stuck on a flip phone. You know, yeah. we want to be the smartphone and then have updates and get better and newer and uh, and grow with the times, man. Because if we stay stagnant, we die. Oh, 100%. So that's that's kind of that's kind of where we're at. Now, on the technology side, that's like with the judging. Now, my understanding is you guys set up like a network at each and every event and all the judges literally sign in on a cell phone and key their scores right in and that goes into your you know the the main mm-hmm. uh, source of computer yeah, basically, I mean, just what you said, it's uh, we set up a local area network on site. Uh, we don't have to have Internet service or anything like that. It's basically all it is. It's devices talking to a main mother brain. Right. So these phones that the judges have, we provide um, the taste judges have. We provide those and each one gets one. And uh, they're basically um, scoring on those devices. So they're pushing buttons. Right. So um 
there's a lot of things and we can get into it if you want. Um, yeah. There's a lot of things we do to, to, you know, to try to make it fair or as fair as possible. Um, but having the smartphone, uh, the gist of it is they have the phones in their hands. They score each box on the phone. Um, that data gets input into our server um, on site. Or And uh, at the end, when we're done with all four categories, our event rep goes and hits a button, calculates scores, and it shoots out scores from first to last. And we could literally go to awards. Uh, you know, there's other... Uh, processes that get involved but if we really wanted to go to awards like 30 minutes after we finished judging brisket we could uh, okay. because we have everything we have all the data right um it takes a little longer sometimes because we're printing sheets and doing all kinds of other stuff yeah. right printers are only so fast um so um sometimes it takes a little longer to go to awards but yeah the the um the gist of it is that you know that uh, judges score on those devices. They can leave, they can type in comments on those devices. Um, so those comments uh, at the end get put on your, uh, on each individual team sheet. So your team sheet has all your scores and then it'll include all your comments. Anything that judge typed in on their, on their phone um, says, man, this is the best barbecue I've ever had. Or can I get your phone number? Cause I love these ribs or <laughs> whatever it is, <laughs> you know, they can type in whatever they want. Uh, so you'll get those comments on on your scorecard at the end right on your score sheets on your on your team sheet and then you get all the overalls and individual category yeah. sheets as well so um yeah it's um it's uh it's it's pretty complicated but it's pretty simple um yeah at the same time now i had you know i had heard on a different show you know you have the you know, the, the, the numbers standing, you know, 10, 9. Now, you guys are 10 through 6? No, we have we have four scores. So it's 10 through 7 or 7 through 10. But um, that's another thing we did different is we don't use numbers. Our taste judges, our taste judges don't see numbers when they're scoring. Um, so all they see is um, – so – it's three criteria, right? Kind of like KCBS. It's um, uh, presentation, taste, and tenderness, right? So presentation gets judged first as the as the boxes get to the table. You know, our, our table captain opens a box. Everybody scores it on presentation. They score it, you know, on their phone. <clears throat> then taste and texture. You know, once they try it, they, they judge on taste and texture as it gets passed around. Um, but... Um, instead of having numbers um we have words so on the back end in our system it's still numbers but taste judges don't see numbers they see a word um and that idea came from one time that i was at the hospital uh i was getting my gallbladder pulled out right and i and and the nurse asked me on a on a scale from one to ten you know what's your pain and i'm like oh, it hurts right yeah <laughs> what's the difference and, and you stop and think about it. And what's the difference between a seven and an eight or an eight and a nine? Like, how do yeah. you, how do you, how do you judge that? So we felt it was a little fairer to use a, a word or an adjective or a descriptive word, right. To, to maybe give that judge a better idea of how to separate from, from a 10 or a nine or in, in this mm -hmm. case it's words, but so a, a 10 for us is excellent. 
and then we have good, fair, and poor. So that's what judges see on on their, I guess, their score template or on their screen as they're scoring. Okay. They see excellent, good, fair, and poor. And it's just four big buttons on there. And then there's a, 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 a enter button. Uh, we try to make it as simple. And then the, the table, the, the, the table numbers, uh, table and box numbers. That way they can make sure they're matching what's on their phone to what's in front of them, right? Make sure they're judging mm-hmm. the right box. Um, so it's really simple. It's, it's not, it's not complicated, but I think, um, using those words does help a taste judge, especially since we use, you know, you know, average judges, uh, you can say they're off the street, right? Uh, they're not, they're not, um, certified judges. They're, they're not trained in any way. They're just an average Joe that wants to try some barbecue, um, that hasn't been told what good barbecue is or isn't right. So that changes the game up a little bit and, and how you cook things as well. So, um, but yeah, that's, you know, the, 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 the words, uh, I think are, are really beneficial into something that we do. Then the other thing is turn it. Now each box gets scanned. Yes, sir. And that jumps into, uh, basically a randomizer and tells whoever is taking the turn in where to basically where to bring it. Correct. So um, anytime you register as a member to CBA, um, your name basically becomes a a number, right? Uh, So you're like, I'm member number two. Paul Whitaker, our IT guy is member number one, right? So (laughs) member number two. So uh, I have a QR code and and at our... um, at our last um, uh, CBA World Championship, our, our, our end of a year uh, event and banquet, we gave away lanyards with uh, with a card that has your QR code on it. So basically uh-huh. what those are is that QR code is you, right? So on the boxes themselves, uh, you get four boxes, one for chicken, one for ribs, one for pork, one for brisket. The boxes themselves have a different QR code. And it doesn't matter whose box you have because all it is, it's a number on that QR code, right? So when you go and turn in, say, chicken, they scan your QR code to your team, and then they scan the box. So that right there ties them together. Um, So nobody knows whose box that is, uh, doesn't have any markings on it other than a QR code on top of it. So taste judges don't know whose it is. I don't even know what the QR code numbers on our on on my boxes when I turn them in. I never check them. I never. It's mm-hmm. just the QR code, right? Um, so yeah. So w- once they get scanned in, um, then they go to another table. Once they're all in, they go to another table where there is a randomizer. So it doesn't matter if me and you and two of our buddies turned in at the same time. Chances are we're not going to the same table. Uh, so that randomizer, uh, all the boxes get scanned again, and that's when they're numbered. Okay. Uh, so me and you could have turned in together, and I might be on table one, seat three, and then you might be on table five, you know, seat two or whatever. Um, so it's a, there's a randomizer there, and then there's also a randomizer in our taste judges. So if you and your wife happen to go in and taste judge together, right, um, and you want to sit together, it ain't going to happen. Because on as you're getting your as you're getting your your phone as you're getting your device, that phone is telling you where to go, and it's completely randomized. Mm-hmm. So that phone will tell you, hey, you're in table one, seat three. 
and your wife's phone might say table five, you know, seat six. So uh, that kind of breaks up the the monotony of, of like a family going to judge together or yeah. trying to do something funky in the judging area, right? Where yeah. a team goes in and judges and sits all together in one table or what have you. Um, so that, that breaks that up to where it's, again, completely randomized, trying to make it as fair as possible and not load any tables or you know any of that uh, any of that stuff going on so yeah because that def definitely the cook the cook is in mind and everything that you know that we that we do yeah because that make that makes sense like i said if, you, if me and my wife are sitting there judging obviously we're in the same household right. we eat every day together we exactly. you know we're used to the same profiles and mm -hmm. You know, so yeah, you get sitting on the same table, you're gonna kind of get the same, mm -hmm. same score. So, yeah, splitting that up, that's yeah, I like that. Yep. Now, Daddy, that's got a great question. How do you feel? Do you feel there's a significant difference on having, you know, average Joes as judges versus all certified judges? Um, I think there is a difference. Um, so average Joes have never been told or shown what good barbecue is, right? Mm -hmm. They've never been told, Hey, this is the texture. This is the flavor. It can't be too this. It can't be too that. It can't be whatever. So I, I feel that in some of these, uh, organizations that are using certified judges, it's to the cook. It's more of a, you have to cook more to, you have to cook to the way those judges are judging, right? It's not necessarily who has the best barbecue. It's who's hitting all those technical marks at that point. Um, I think the average Joe is your, your, you, you have to be, um, cause you might get, you know, you might get, some a younger crowd or some older people you you never know what you're gonna get in in those judging yeah. uh, areas right could be a lot of women could be men that are they're on their sixth beer i don't know um so i think in what we do in texas you have to be i like i like to call it middle of the road barbecue uh, really what it means is you can't be too much of anything. You can't offend any palates. You can't, um, and, and it goes, uh, uh, I, I think there's a fine line between uh, certified judging and, and, and non-certified to where a lot of the things that we do is the same because I've cooked both, right? A lot of the things we do are the same. Um, and, and there's just a fine line of, you know, here we use a plastic fork and plastic knife to judge. So it's got to be a little more tender, right? They're not going to grab a rib and, and, and leave a bite mark on the side of that rib. Mm -hmm. no, they, they're going to cut a piece off. So it's, they, they got to be able to cut it with a cheap plastic fork and a cheap plastic knife. So you got to tender it up a little more than you would in a case. Yeah. Um, so I, you know, I think there's pros and cons to both, whether you're, you know, whether you like certified judging or don't like certified judging. Uh, I think, um, I think just learning how to cook, uh, you, it's like anything else, man. You got to learn how to play the game, right? Um, yeah, and, and that's, that's what it comes down to. I think good barbecue, in the long run, in the long run, is good barbecue. Uh, doesn't matter where you at, where you cook, it's gonna it's gonna show up eventually.
Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, that, like I said, the CBA. Now, are you guys looking to move or do more events outside of Texas under the CBA guidelines? Uh, the, the, the answer in short is yes. Um, you know, we've been very, very calculated in the things we do as far as how much we can take on, right? Uh, we're still a very young organization. We're still, we're still crawling, man. I don't think we're even walking yet. Um, so we're, we're still, we're still getting our feet wet. We're still, you know, testing the, the waters as you can say. And, you know, we, one of the things our board has always been very careful about is, is, you know, being able to, um, to grow at a calculated rate at a calculated pace. Um, but we are always looking. You know, um, if if we get a call, we're not gonna we're not gonna shy away from it. We'll 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 definitely uh, entertain it, and uh, you know, if we f- see if it's a if it's a right fit, uh, works for the promoter. At the end of the day, we don't want to hurt any promoters by bringing in yeah. a sanctioning body they've never heard of, right? Um, but if it's beneficial for the promoter, if it's beneficial uh, for for everybody, um, and I think it's just a matter of time uh, to when cooks try it. Uh, I think they'll enjoy it. Um, if you don't like doing greens in a box, which I hate doing greens in a box, oh. you'll love CBA. <laughs> yeah. You got to do greens in a box. You put a, a little sheet of tinfoil. Done. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, there's again. You just got to learn to play the game. But uh, yes, to answer your question is yes, we are looking. If anybody's out there interested in, in doing a contest, uh, feel free and give us a call. Check out our website, cbabbq.com. Um, uh, I, I don't know if I should, uh, we've got a contest in South Carolina that we just got sanctioning on. Okay. So, uh, so we're, we're, we're working, <laughs> we're working, uh, and, uh, uh, we've done one outside of Texas in, uh, Louisiana. Uh, we okay. did one, uh, earlier this year, if I'm not mistaken, maybe late last year. Um, so yeah, we definitely are um, are trying to grow and trying to expand. Um, at the same time, we're trying to do it carefully, right? Cool, Daddy Dutch, back at it. Mags, ask Fred how a guy earns a brisket hat from Fred. Ooh. So brisket hats, you need to talk to Ernest, Ernest Cervantes. Um, and man, it's gonna be tough for you to grab one of these guys. <laughs> There is uh, a very, very few select group of of uh, of guys who have them, but uh, I don't think he's given one out in at least over a year. Maybe get a brisket shirt because I think he's selling them at the restaurant. But um, brisket hats are, are highly, highly coveted, and I, I get that question a lot. <laughs> hey, to get a get a hat from the Pope, you know what I mean? To get a hat from the Pope of barbecue, man. <laughs> awesome, Fred. Well, I'm going to leave you with this question. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I know, obviously, you're friends with Rob. And on the So Smoking Good show, he has, you know, the, the Mount Rushmore. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm kind of putting a little spin on it of, you know, the popularity of fantasy sports. If you were to pick a fantasy barbecue team anywhere, I still haven't 
got it down exactly. So looking at five to six members of the team, who would they be? Ooh. What, where, where are we cooking? <laughs> and, and that's why I haven't figured out that exact number, you know, because if you go, you know, KCBS, you're doing chicken thighs, chicken legs. You're doing the CBA or somewhere in Texas, you're doing chicken hats. You know, take that into consideration too. So that's why I'm like that five or six number team range. Well, just just to clear up any confusion, you can do chicken legs or thighs in CBA. Yeah, it okay. Doesn't, it, doesn't ha- it doesn't have to be a half. Just just putting it out there. <laughs> a lot of guys do halves because Texas historically, you know, that's its own. It's known, yeah. Chicken half, but man, I guess um, if we're if we're talking about right now in today's day and age. Uh, in the current, in the current, um, the way things are going right now, if if I'm looking at Texas, um, guys who are hot right now, you got to put in uh, Phil, LC Barbecue, uh, Bill Purvis, Chicken Fried, uh, Kevin Hernandez, my pits are burning. He's 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 pretty hot right now. He's leading CBA points. Um, uh. Man, there's so many, so many yeah. cooks, man. There's just it's it's almost impossible to to and and I know I'm gonna I'm gonna get some uh, hurt feelings if I don't mention a few. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> yeah, there, there's just there's just so many, man. I, you yeah. know, and I can, you know, you, you got Eddie, uh, uh, Pitfather Barbecue. He's yeah, anywhere um, else. Uh, smoking and toasting. A guy from down here in the valley is doing really well. Uh, there, there's, there's a lot of guys who are doing really well right now, and um, yeah, it's just, it's just hard to, it's just hard to, just okay. hard, to, hard to, you know, put, put some names together. But you know, there's definitely, there's definitely some guys who are, who have, who have put in the time and been doing it for a long time and been doing it well for a long time and. Uh, Guys like Matias Serrata, pit boss smokers, um, that you know has been doing it. He just reserved this Saturday and last weekend he GC'd one down here. Um, so there's, there's just so many cooks, man. There's just so many really really good cooks. Um, you got Robert Smith, Rob Roach has been doing really well. Yeah. Um, Aaron Leslie is killing it, man. I think he's in second or third. I think he's in third in CBA. You know. You can never count him out of anything. Um, uh, Ira Green, man, there's just so many. There's so many. So many. Uh, so Which is I, a I, good I went, thing. I went over your five or your six. But That's yeah, fine. And I could keep going. I can keep listing names. But, uh, but, you know, but that's a great thing, though. Yeah. Yeah. You and know? Outside, of, outside of Texas, I mean, there's even more, right? Oh, yeah. Um, you look at Janky and Brad and Joe and um, – so many, so many good teams, man. It's uh, it's hard to go to a, a contest nowadays and 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 try to try to sneak off to a contest and win one, uh, thinking there's gonna be nobody there. All contests yeah. have good teams. <laughs> don't matter where you go, you're gonna run into some, to some high quality competition for sure. All right. Well, well, Fred, thank you so much, brother. I appreciate you taking the time talking about you, talking about CBA everything you guys got going on. Uh, 
you know, continued success with CBA. Um, you guys are doing great with it. Um, you're taking your time with it, which I think is very important. You know, not getting too big, too quick. Um, and, uh, you know, you ever want to come all the way up this way? We we got plenty of competitions now where they keep adding a few each year. So nice, you nice. ever find yourself in the New England area and uh, you know feel like burning some meat in the parking lot? You let me know. Heck yeah, heck yeah. We, but uh, where can everybody find you social media? Um, so you can find me on Facebook under Fred Robles. Um, uh, Instagram is real life. Uh, real life. I saw your pit life. A logo thing. <laughs> uh, it's a real Valley Meat uh, BBQ on uh, Instagram or TikTok. Um, check us out, and uh, I'm 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 not real active on it. I I need I should be doing a better job at it because uh, I I I need to promote the brand, and I just man, it's just so many things that I got going on that sometimes it's just yeah, the last thing on my mind, man. Oh, I hear you. I hear you, brother. But uh, well, like I said, thank you so much for your time, Fred. I appreciate it. And uh, we'll do it again down the line. Yes, sir. But well, uh, one thing before we go, man, if everybody's yeah. watching, we've got our, our, our CBA World Championship coming up in 2024, uh, February 17th in Seguin, Texas. Uh, if you don't know where Seguin, Texas is, it's just... 15 minutes from San Antonio, Texas, uh, right in the heart of Texas, pretty much home of the burnt bean, right? So if you guys have ever wanted to try burnt bean barbecue, this would be a great weekend to come out, uh, compete for 50,000 plus dollars, which is what we're paying out. Uh, that's our, uh, our, our, our signature event, our CBA, uh, event and uh, banquet weekend. So we have our, uh, a cook off and then we have our banquet where we award, um, all our team of the year stuff and, you know, any recognitions that we do, we have a sit down dinner and it's a, it's really nice. So, uh, I invite anybody who's ever wanted to cook in Texas, maybe never has cooked in Texas, or if anybody's coming out to Houston, it'll be the weekend before Houston rodeo. Um, so maybe make it a two for one, right? Uh, come down a week early, cook with us and then go into Houston. Uh, but yeah, I just wanted to put that out there, man. Uh, it'll be, Perfect. A, it'll be a good time in Seguin. So if anybody's interested, we'll be probably opening up registration sometime in December. Um, so, uh, be on the lookout for that through our social media and champions barbecue Alliance. Cool brother. That's it. All right. Uh, let me close this on, close this down. Hang on. I'll jump on right back cool. on with you in a second, but awesome guys, Fred Robles, real Valley meat barbecue. Um, you know, a true gentleman, um, just loves what he does. Just like us, everything with barbecue was given us friendships, relationships, memories, good ones, bad ones, and different ones, you know. But uh, at the end of the day, we do what we love, and that's pretty much that. That's it. So, thank you all for tuning in. Appreciate you. Um, got a few feelers out for next week, so haven't had got anything set in stone yet but uh 
he posted on social media, and uh, we'll let you know who we got lined up for next week. But until next week, keep the smoke rolling.